Hello, Steve. Brian. Oh, mate. I, I miss, I miss Brian. I miss you. I'm so glad you're back. It's the World Cup, mate. It's the World Cup, Brian. The footy's on the telly like the all footy? the time. <laughs> Is that your favourite? Who's oh, your favourite team? Wolverhampton have Wolverhampton, got, of course, mate. No, no, no. But in the World Cup, who are you backing? You back in England? Oh, England, then Portugal. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, mate. Is that who's the favourites? Spain, the favourites? I think it's Brazil this yeah, year. Mate. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's good to be here. You're back in the science shed, Brian. I know. What's remind me of what the science shed is um, and what a podcast? You're very, you're very, very forgetful, Brian. But I'll do it just for you. The science shed is a um, podcast that comes out every two weeks uh, with two university academics. My name's Stephen Lee. I'm a chemist. Who's the other one? Well, it's Nick. It's your favourite. He's from he's from the uh, West Midlands as two. Uh, and he's Nick Evans. He's a uh, bioengineer from the University of Southampton. Great. <laughs> and together we kind of get together and talk about things that we find interesting in science. Be lovely. You're going to be talking about Wolves' new fixtures coming up in the Premier League this <laughs> to year, mate. To be honest, I think we're going to do an entire episode on that, just on Wolves' fixtures. Oh, bloody Boston! Bring it on, <laughs> well, you mate. sit down and we'll get on with it, right? <laughs> Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Why Do We Need, Petri, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting. Nick. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? I'm tired. Why are you tired? Because I was cycling last night till quite late in the evening. You said you were cycling till till after it had gone dark. Yeah, I go go mountain biking on a Thursday evening. It's Friday now. I'm in London with Steve, in Steve's flat. We're in Finney P. And we went cycling and we left at about eight and then we stop in a country pub and have a couple of pints and I didn't get back to the car. It was it was knocking half twelve at night. Ah. Because we had it was a long journey back from Have you got like bright you have to have really bright lights to Yeah. 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 Lots of lumens. That's how they measure them. The lumens. Can you tell me what a lumen is, Steve? Is it something really annoying? Is it like a is it the light of a candle? I've got no idea. Is it, or is it quantified in photons? I don't know. All right. I'm, well, maybe... We'll that, look that, that up. That is we'll exactly the type of thing that we would have a conversation about, Nick. Well, that, <laughs> we'll come back to that later. Yeah, I'll look it up. But anyway, we got back quite um, late in the evening. Yeah. And as a result, I didn't go to bed till after one o'clock because I had to have a shower because I had dirty legs. Right. Covered in mud. Exactly. And I don't want to pollute my wife with my dirty cycling mud legs. Right, and then there were, so I, I went to bed very late, and then I I got up this morning. And I've been tired, just a bit 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 drained. Oh, mate, I know. But I tell you what, we're in Finsbury Park. We are. The sun's out, although it's just gone behind a cloud. Uh, we've got a glass of water. You ready to get on with some science? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to play you something. Okay. I've got something. I've got the laptop all hooked up. I like it when you play me music. I know you do, don't you? You quite like these. Is this the new Arctic Monkeys album? No, have you listened to it? It's Divided Critics. I I was pretty indifferent about it, to be honest. I really like it. Uh, it's It's got no... It's a bit kind of mellow for them. It's very mellow. I'm not an aficionado of the monkeys. The monkeys. I did listen, dip in and out of their first... I think the Arctics is probably more... I dipped in and out of the first, the the oeuvre, yeah. early oeuvre. Yeah, I'm a believer. A I'm a believer. <laughs> hey, hey, we're the monkeys. 
<laughs> hey, hey, we're the Arctics. No, their first album I listened to a bit, but I haven't really followed their career. And I, I, they are very good. And I'm disappointed that I didn't really pay them more close attention. But I like the new album. You I've like heard it? it a bit. It was on the radio show. On Radio 1. I was listening to Radio 1, Steve. How impressed are you with what that? What were you doing listening to Radio <laughs> 1, Nick? Sometimes when I'm in the car, yeah. I listen to... I drive somewhere for 8pm, actually cycling. Yeah. And then I listen to a programme which is the review show or whatever it's called these days. Yeah. And then that finishes at quarter to eight. And then some terrible, like, serial comes on. Usually about um, a woman who's the subject of domestic abuse in an African, sub-Saharan Africa. And I find it quite quite boring serial. So I switch over and I put Radio 1 on and they had like an Arctic Monkeys album special. Ah. And they played several tracks off the new album. I like it. Tranquility Base Hotel is a good name for for an album, I think. That's uh, probably the best track on the album as well. So I'm going to, I haven't bought it yet, but I think I will. Gonna, why, are you, why are you buying albums? Buy, I've got vinyl. I buy the vinyl. Ah, okay. I bought Gaz Coombs' album on vinyl the other day. Is yeah. it good? It's all right. It's not as good as he did. His, his last one, Matador, was probably a little bit... Um, right. Gaz um, Coombs. It's, we just like, Supergrass was everyone's like fourth favourite Britpop band, wasn't it? it was I always liked a bit of super, Supergrass. I, I did, but they never like, they don't, they don't quite inspire the kind of the, the fanaticism you have for some of those other Britpop I think bands. You've, to- you've hit the nail absolutely on the head yeah. there. I saw them at Glastonbury in 97, they were amazing. Yeah. And I, I like them a bit, again, I bought one album, I bought the next, it's called In It For The Money. Yeah, yeah, I've got that It's one, the yeah. one with Richard yeah. the Third. Yeah. But I've never really bought them. But Gaz Coombs, I think he's a great songwriter and the two albums are pretty good. But the last one's it's a little bit too he's obviously been listening to Radiohead too much. Right. And the last Moonshape Pool Radiohead album. Yeah. And it's I, I don't know whether it's this, it's got the same producer, but it's got very, very similar vibe. noises and vibes. You know, you remember when yeah, everyone yeah. started Using the producer from OK Computer, yeah. Godrich, and yeah. all albums sounded <laughs> the same. <laughs> Just like a crap. The same of OK kind computer. of like yeah. squeaky noises and things yeah. like that. So, but anyway, um, yeah. So I do buy vinyl, and I will buy that album. But anyway, what okay. were you, what, right. where so, were you going with this? Do you know what? Uh, well, <laughs> how is this my fault? Anyway, right. I've got. I'm going to play you something. And then we're going to have a discussion. I'm going to play you something else, right? But I'm just. I'm not going to tell you anything about it to begin with. Um, and hopefully you haven't heard this. And then I'm going to ask you what you think's weird about this. So there's a little audio clip. Are you ready? Of course, I'm always ready. Just listen to the whole thing. Oh, Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May third. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. Did you notice anything weird about that? It so was a bit so, stilted. So ignore the um, fact that there was like people laughing because it's come from somewhere else. But, yeah. Like, but, but did you think there's anything weird about that? It's come from one of your bloody TED Talks or something. It's not it? a TED Talk, no. Um, well, it was a weird... I, I, 
it was a weird, slightly stilted conversation. Why would you say it was weird and stilted? I think one of those people interacting was more human than the other person. Ah, you're right. <laughs> Have you heard it? No, but I, it's kind of like you can kind of get, because I know you're into this sort of thing. <laughs> so I guess that the person booking the hair appointment was some kind of robot. Yeah, so so the... the, the, that, the, the first... I'm a robot! <laughs> I think yeah. they should speak like that, though. Can I have a hair appointment? So this is this is called Google Duplex that was re- yeah. was announced at their latest um, uh, developer conference, and so this is like part of their AI um, uh, like assistant that can ring up places and and leave uh, that they can have you know natural language conversations with people via these kind of neural networks. It's bloody deceptive though, isn't it? Oh, I, I wouldn't it? want to be talking to a robot, right? Because but, I don't unless someone said okay. You, this is a robot going to be talking to you now. Yeah. Do you mind having this robot conversation? Really I'd be like, like no, <laughs> go away. I'm not talking to a robot. If they can't be asked to phone me up themselves, then I'm not even going to engage <laughs> with this client. I knew it would annoy you. Right, do you want to hear another one? <laughs> I got another one. It's really impressive, right? So listen to, before we kind of listen to it, the thing that what I think is really impressive here is you listen to the, uh, it's not that they get it right, but actually those natural languages. So they say, um, they, they breathe out. There's like, there's kind of all, because all, what it's doing here in these is it's looking at how people actually speak. So rather than you sat down and saying this, I want you, this is how you say the word cat and dog. It's just listening to how to, to the recorded voices. And that's, and it's using that to help synthesize yeah. a new snippets uh, of conversation. Yeah. So the reason that, but, it, but it's not programmed to breathe. So here's another one. How may I hear you? Hi, um, I'd like to reserve a table for Wednesday the 7th. For seven people? Um, it's for four people. Four people when? Um, Today, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Oh, actually we leave here for like, after like five people. For four people you can come. How long is the wait usually to uh, be seated? When tomorrow or weekday or? For next Wednesday, uh, the seventh. Oh no, it's not too busy. You you, you can come for four people, okay? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thanks. Bye bye. Isn't that impressive? Yeah, uh, that's really impressive. Yeah, because so I couldn't in, I couldn't understand so what she was saying. <laughs> So I can't yeah. hear, understand what she's saying. And he's, and they're like on the fly. Make, it's not just like ringing up a recorded, like I would like to record a table. It's like listening to what she says, computing that, and then coming back with something that sounds it weird. Is. And it goes, um, and like, uh, not sure. And then she understands, like that's quite, a, that's a miscommunication there, whereby she said, I want the- For seven she, she, people? She, yeah. And yeah. he was saying 7th of July and it understood it. It got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like. That, that, that to me is so fucking impressive. That is quite that. I mean, I am impressed by that. I'd like to have a see chat. it try. I'd like to see it trialed rather than someone just picking one that worked. Yeah, of course. Um, seeing what the accuracy is like over a period of time. Well, the thing is, I mean, has has uh, has Google just passed the Turing test? Right, you know, like that's do those do those people that are engaging in that thing knew, knew they were engaging with a computer? I mean, that's not quite what the Turing test is, but um, it kind of got me. Um, thinking about it. So I looked it up. So Alan Turing famously proposed this test, right, back in 1950. So this is the test which... It's called, it's, y- it's in a paper called Computing Machinery and Intelligence back in 1950. I looked it up. The test of a robot 
of whether you've got artificial intelligence is whether a person can converse with it and not know that they're not, talking not to quite. an AI. So, so the idea is is that you go into a room and there's two there's two you have two conversations so you're told that one of them is a human and you're told the other one is, a, is an artificial intelligence so you know you're primed to be looking out for it and the Turing test is that given that given that amount of time in, in interacting with those people you say that's definitely Nick and that's definitely a, um, a robot yeah. Nick I guess it's the sort of thing how long because you could if you if you only had five seconds it would be much harder than if you had five minutes sure so did he specify a time uh, no, not in the original, not in the original um, uh, paper. Uh, paper, paper. But I don't know. Like it's not a million miles away, yeah. right? You look at how far we've come, right? And you just look. That to me is the most impressive bit of artificial intelligence. Well, try getting them to phone up someone in Wolverhampton and see how they got on there. <laughs> I mean, how, how would Brian deal with it? <laughs> right. Wait, can we test? Can we trial it? No, um, I'm can not we sure. talk to one? Not, a, not a, a, as of today, no. But they are, well, they will be available. Yeah. So the yeah. idea, so the idea. Uh, of do you reckon they, it'll they be said... as successful as Google Glass? Because that was amazing, wasn't it? Everyone was wearing them, dog, them goggles. A, you're such a hater. <laughs> I love the way that if anyone tries to do anything new or revolutionise the world, or you're like, oh yeah, but why it's is it so? I don't like. Why is it so hard to phone up? You know, to book a hair appointment. Well, the argument is... Is your life so <laughs> fucking important that, oh, no, 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 I can't spare the time to just phone to book a hair appointment. Well, the point is... is I have to get a fucking so, robot so, no, no, no. to talk to someone, <laughs> which is insulting to the person who's been talked to. Not if you, you never can't knew. spare the time. Not if you never knew. That's even more insulting to no. deceive them if you never knew. No. Well, the, the argument was... Oh, no, he they... never knew that... No, he was asleep. He never knew that I killed him. He was already asleep. You never knew. I love the logic. Um, no, so the argument that they said is that they looked at where they can help, uh, to, to, to where Google's um, AI can be more productive. And actually, said a lot of small businesses don't have a way of scheduling appointments. Uh, both, And then part of that is to be able to ring the, the hairdressing place up or the restaurant up, but also be able to schedule people's time. So it's not necessarily just the natural language processing, but also organizing things. So, so I'm imagining you whack something in Outlook. Or in a calendar, yeah, but it just Google fix, calendar it just figures it out for you. And you say hairdressers, and then it will go. Oh, I need to book hairdressers. Yeah, well, it just, because it'll take just as much time to tell something to do it as it would to actually do it yourself. That's not true. Well, how would you? Let's say you've got. Okay, let's say I want to have my hair cut. Yeah. This weekend. Yeah. Right. So you you would just say I'd I'd pick the phone and say Can I can I have a haircut? So so take me through the steps in the other side of it. You say, um, I'm not. You say. Google, book me a haircut, and that'll be it. But book me a haircut for Tuesday at two o'clock. So you're saving yourself like maybe 20 seconds. Do that 500 times a day. Man, I think, I mean, I just think that's ridiculous. But I mean, I like, think I like think these things. Not, not, you think about it too much from an individual. Think about it from an from a institutional or, a, or an organizational point of view. If you're a company and you are literally doing that thousands of times a day, you're saving man hours and people and time and money, right? Right. For you, I agree. Is I mean, it's not that much different if, for me to say send a text message versus me getting my phone out and texting. But it is faster. I think the best way, the best use of that sort of thing is for people who are not able maybe to. That's true do as well. It. So Absolutely. If, you, if you're a disabled person, have problems with communication, or maybe you've, you know, maybe you've got other types of disabilities, you could just push a button. Yeah. You know, haircut booking booking button then that would be a useful 
I'd approve no, of but that. Like, you can do, I'm sure that will be part of it, right? I just but hate you, the arrogance of you like, just, you, you just can't don't, be You don't bothered. like people trying to, trying to do anything no, no, new. No, I don't like the arrogance of you, you can't even speak to someone on the phone to book a table. It's not, it's not that, it's saving time. It's not like, stop, stop being offended. Like, it's I'm not... totally offended, Steve. <laughs> stop, stop hammering it. It's no, you're not going to convert me. Yeah, we'll see. You know, it says the person who never wanted a smartphone. It says the person who never you wanted a CD player. You can barely call that a smartphone. Can right. you call that a smartphone? <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, you resisted. You'll come round. I'm not using. I'm not using maps. What Google you? Maps is useless. It's never going to be. What's so wrong with just having a map? What's so? Why can't everyone buy maps? Says Professor Evans. Right, Lumen update. Do you know what Lumen is? Yeah. <laughs> What's Lumen? I don't know. Um, it's a terrible definition. <laughs> Not going to lie. It's awful. What is it? Um, uh, let me find it. So uh, if, if a light source emits one candela of luminous intensity uniformly across a solid angle of one steer radian, the total luminous flux emitted into that cone is one lumen. So what that means, so, so we then ask, what's a candela? Isn't that a type of sweetener? <laughs> Candarelle. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so uh, if you imagine, like, imagine, um, so let's deal with steer radian first. So um, if you imagine, a, imagine a, a match lighting a match in the dark, and, like, the light from that comes out in all dimensions, right? So it's, so it's radiating. Think about it as, it as it moves. It's radiating in a sphere. And if you imagine that, so if you imagine that all the sun's doing the same thing, it's radiating in all directions, but we only see a little slice of that. If you imagine the cone that we see from the sun is some tiny little cone that sun that, that shines on the, on the, um, on, your on, the earth, on the earth or the, or your eyeball or whatever. And then you draw a line between the earth all the way back to the sun. That, that little cone of angle is a, is what's called a, a steer radian. So right. it's like, now a candela is defined as, um, which was defined in 1979 at the 16th General Conference of Weights and Measures. Bet they have fun, don't they? Um, is uh, the candela is, <laughs> is a luminous intensity in a given direction of a source that emits monochromatic radiation at 540 times 10 to the 12 hertz, and has a radiant intensity in that of mm. one <laughs> over 683 watts per steer radian. Mm. So the thing that defines it is in itself the definition of the def of the thing it defines. Oh, I'm really bored, Steve. So, how bright? Can you just give me some example of how bright something with like uh, ten lumens would be? So, uh, a twenty-five would it be like a fluorescent light bulb, a twenty-five watt fluorescent light bulb, like a strip bulb that you have in yeah, like yeah, a classroom, yeah, yeah. is about seventeen hundred lumens. Okay, when you look at it, yeah. Okay, seventeen hundred lumens. Yeah. What if it was all pointing in one direction? Well, then you would have to work out the <laughs> brightness. It would have much brighter have to be in order to like shine on your light at that brighter value. So, so, it, so the point is, it's not you can't say like four hundred lumens focused into a certain area. That's not how it works. It's saying that like it's the value that given a random, uh, given something emitting in all dimensions once it hits your eyeball or your detector or your yeah. whatever you're looking at. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's rubbish, isn't totally it? It's understand. terrible. <laughs> What's, what do you understand? <laughs> Anything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the definition of a lumen is that it is that it's it's, it's, it's a if you if, if you put a detector 
at a certain distance away from the yes. thing that's writing. Yes. There would be a certain amount of energy created by on yes. that detector. So it's my, li- okay, I just want to put it back in simple terms. So yeah. the, my bi- let's say my bike light lamp yeah. has a intent whatever of a thousand lumens. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, like, just wh- say it in one, English. One lumen. Oh God! <laughs> can't you? Can't you make it? Can't you make it I'm a bit try- more intelligible? What? <laughs> so what? It's so one lumen. Well, it's, it's like holding a match at an arm's length. Is one lumen? No, it's not. But that's the idea, right? So it's not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem? I don't understand what you're talking about. What, it, You've you tried to explain it, but okay, well, okay. So, so it's about the energy. So it's a watt, right? Watt is a joule per second. What? What? Oh, yeah, very good. <laughs> right. So it's it's one over six hundred and eighty. It's it's one six hundred and eighty third watt per steer radian at, at five hundred and forty hertz mac, uh, like frequency. That's uh, why do we have to bring the hertz into it? Hertz. Because why do we diff- have to? The different pro- colors are perceived in different ways right so the different amounts of energy just just let's just forget that for a second so it's one <laughs> one ha- one what over one it's one 683 watt okay the radius. it's a hundred it's it's about or well, let's let's just round up and say it's like a milliwatt it's a thousandth of a watt yeah okay hitting your eye yeah that's a lumen yeah so if a milliwatt is hitting your eyeball sorry that's a candela that's a candela and and the <laughs> so so like so if a milliwatt hits your high yeah <laughs> yeah so a light bulb is let's say a light bulb is 100 percent efficient it's not but yeah. let's okay. say it is yeah so and you've it's got 20 fifth. watts yeah so if i look at that light bulb that's 20 watts yeah and a tiny bit is hit my eye yeah. if you imagine the whole sphere going around in a big circle yeah it's like 0.01 percent that way, would be that, that might be about a milliwatt then. No, if it was one candela. <laughs> this is so fucking boring. <laughs> Can we just not do this? Okay, let's move on. Steve, Mar- Mars Rover news. You like oh, Mars I Rover love news. Mars. Mars is the only planet on, that we know of in the, in the entire universe that's inhabited solely by robots. That is a crazy. Isn't it cool? Yeah. It's like, what was the, what was the, in Transformers, what was the, the planet called? It's called I would Orbitron never watch. Orbitron or something. Oh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Was that in the original Transformers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't There's know like a, there was in the in It was Orson Welles did the voice of the planet. In the in the in the cartoon, yeah, yeah, no, it was yeah. In Transformers the movie, there's Eric Idle and Orson Welles. How cool is that? This is the the 1984 cartoon job movie. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's impressive. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there's been a storm on Mars. Great. Did you know about this? Uh, Yeah. Before you do, you know, there's there's a whole Twitter um, handle of someone that does like. there's one called Sarcastic Rover who basically tweets things from the rover's point of view. But there's another one that they set up with the intention that they think the ro- they gave the rover like qualities and they think that the they've told the rover that humans are coming to pick him up if he just goes over that hill <laughs> and just follows the instructions he's been told to do. And like his one of his legs is broken. I think this is curiosity and he's like limping around. He's like, guys, you're coming to get me, right? Guys, guys. <laughs> Pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's really robot. sad. 
Um, it's still going though. That you know that the Opportunity Rover. Right, that's the big one. Do you know when it? Do you know when it started? The this is the one with the sky crane and everything. So that was two thousand and nine. Is that right? Two thousand and four. It landed. Oh, so this is the smaller Unbelievable. one. Unbelievable. I don't know. It's yeah, called yeah, Opportunity. Yeah. So Opportunity is the little one, and Curiosity is the big one. I think. It was only supposed to last for 90 days. And it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> Isn't this, this is the one that's limping, I think. This has got like one of its wheels has stopped working. I so think it so. To, yeah. it's, not, it's not in great shape, but it's still going. But anyway, this is, this is just a sh- I just noticed it. And I know you're interested yeah, in I love, that sort of I love thing. robots. But there's been a dust storm that's kind of en- enveloping the whole of the planet. Incidentally, did you know how, what, how heavy Mars is compared to Earth? Uh, you mean like just the mass of the planet? Yeah. Um, well, it's much smaller than Earth, isn't it? Um, I don't. Well, you, you want me in, in, in Earth masses? You want me to guess how big? What percentage of the mass of Earth is Mars? Twenty-eight percent. Eleven percent. It's dead small. It's tiny. I totally amazed. What's the by diameter that? of Mars? Oh, I don't know, Steve. Oh, I'm going to look it up. But anyway, so there's a dust storm there. Winds blowing at sixty miles an hour. They're quite light winds. But anyway, it's pretty much the whole of the well. A large proportion of the surface of Mars, like, you know, yeah. half of it or something, is, in cl- is clouded at the moment. Right. Which I don't understand. And I tried to find that, get to the bottom of Martian what, climatology, but I didn't really get to... Oh, it's to about it. half the diameter of Earth. But obviously the volume is... It's fact power three, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, four, uh, four or three pi R squared. <laughs> Let's not do maths now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, but basically what it means is, because there's so much dust around, the solar panels have all gone... Right. I've been blocked, so it's gone to sleep. So why, why can't why why don't you like the idea of there being a storm? Why don't you get it? I just don't understand. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we don't get storms that totally cover oh, more than the half si- of the, the earth. Size of the storm. yes, yeah, massive. Well, like, it must be because the, the maybe something to do with the the the, the um, atmosphere is so thin. You yeah. Know, that, that, so it's like you know, it's just the the when you the. Uh, the, what, yeah. You're regretting trying to, to go down this route because you I don't know what you're talking I about. In fluid, <laughs> fluid dynamics, right? If you imagine if something that's thick and you try and mix it, right? It, yeah. You only really affect the areas right next to where you're mixing. I see what you mean, right? Whereas if it was, if the viscosity is lower, i.e., a cup of tea, yeah, put some milk in a cup of tea, very yeah. quickly it's uniformly distributed. Let's Whereas get some um, fluid dynamicists to call yeah. in. Let yeah. us know. That'd be my guess. Anyway, it's not going. But I just, I just enjoyed the quote from one of the scientists who work on Opportunity. Yeah, because it's gone to sleep and they're a little bit worried. Because it's up. been it's oh. been going well. It's fourteen years. It's been there, and it's still doing stuff. It's it's travelled something like it's been there. Let's see, five thousand Martian days, more than five thousand Martian how, days. How many? Um, it's gone forty-five kilometers. That's what I was going to ask. It's not very fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's faster than you on Mars. But the guy, the scientist guy, said, mm, "It's like you have a loved one in a coma in hospital. You have the doctors telling you that." Okay, you just have to give it time and she'll wake up. But if it's your 97-year-old grandmother, you're going to be very concerned <laughs> indeed. And so we are. We're by no means out of the woods yet. Oh, that's I like so the analogy, cute. though. I, love, I just love grandma. the thought. You, you find a lot of these things in space. Like I watched the Curiosity landing in 2009, I think it was, or 2010. And like everyone gets so emotional, right? Because all these people spend you know, hours and de- years, like building the instrument and you'll yeah. just be in charge of like one little latch, you know, and if your latch doesn't unlatch at the right time, the whole thing is ruined. Yeah. And like, so when it does, the people are ecstatic. They're like, yes, my latch, <laughs> let go. <laughs> you know, and I just love the fact that people are still loving and caring for these little machines on yeah. another planet. Yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah. Do you know how the um, the curiosity landed? Do you know about this? Right. So, so, so um, the, uh, opportunity was in like a big airbag, right? So it just came out of the sky off the the lander. That, sorry, off of the um, rocket that took it there. Yeah. Like big, big um, uh, parachute. Parachute slows it down, but it doesn't slow it down very much. Slows it down to about you know a thousand miles an hour because there's not that much atmosphere. And then it just deploys these big airbags and it just bounced, right? Yeah. And then the bags deflate and then it comes out, right? The the other curiosity. Um, the way that one worked is it had same kind of thing slowed down as much as it could. It was much heavier. It was about weighed about a ton in weight in comparison to the little guy. When it got like near the surface, it like deployed what they call the sky crane. So it sl- fired its little rocket booster to slow it down, like shh, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. It stops and then hovers about something. I forget it, the exact number. It's like it hovers like fifteen meters above the surface. Then a little crane comes down and drops it off. Like, <laughs> lets, it, lets it go like a little hand. And then the, the, the sky crane then flies off and crashes somewhere else. So it doesn't... doesn't um, so the sky crane's just the disposable? Yeah. And then it drops just it off. Just imagine watching that. You see this thing flying out of the sky under a big thunderbolt. Like just down the road. And, it's going, and it just like <laughs> stops and then like slows down. A little thing comes down. A little crane comes down. Let's throw a little robot. And you know it flies what this off. proves to me is none of this actually happened. <laughs> this is my long suspected theory. It's all, that it's all made up. is over uh, it was a good one though wasn't it well they're, they're always brilliant I, I enjoyed the uh, talking about lumens yeah i didn't enjoy that conversation in fact that may not even be on the podcast if okay. i've got my if there's way. no lumens if listeners if, if <laughs> heavily listen, edited if, i hope if there's no talk Christ. of lumens that you'll never know how how dull that Still conversation what was the hell a lumen is anyway um yeah it was good i enjoyed um i always enjoy arguing with you steve about Thanks. the encroachment of um of technology and policy yeah, yeah. It's, we're, we're so we're, on some on some i'm a aspects, luddite on some aspects i always feel that like you know i'm not quite sure what what side of the fence you fall on a certain decision but with with policy things it's always <laughs> straightforward with rush and policy i know i know <laughs> anyway it's great so please do get in touch guys yep yeah, um you can contact us on twitter i'm at steve the chemist i'm at the evans lab and you can tweet the science shed direct we have our own um twitter account which is at the science shed and of course you can catch up with all of our old podcasts on soundcloud or on your friendly um podcast app on yes. your device it should be available on everything including stitcher now we're on stitcher stitcher what the hell stitcher um it's a basically you can monetize your podcast we could we can turn it into the cash cow that i'm sure it will be what, make like one p a year exactly yeah. <laughs> do you know we made something like 25p on uh youtube did we? 25? No, no, it was more than that. It was, it, was, it was a dollar. I think we made a dollar. A dollar. Yeah. What are we going to spend it on? Um, Mars bar. A sip of beer. <laughs> a third of a pint. I think we could both have a sip. 50 cents a sip. Probably. Great. Um, wow. Well, we should go and celebrate that. <laughs> Let's get to the pub right now. <laughs> Cash that bad boy in. Anyway, it's been great uh, chatting to you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.